Welcome everyone to the podcast that gives you movie and TV discussion every Tuesday and gaming discussion every Friday. The Nerdy Useless Topics Society, better known as Nuts. Because we're nuts. That sounded very forceful. <laughs> you're like, it's always different. Like, Joe. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> also, but, yeah, it's very calm. Also known as nuts. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome everyone. My, to those who stayed. <laughs> or, yeah, to those who ever stay during these first like few seconds that we do. My name is Joe. I'm Chris. Hi, I'm, Rez. Hello, Rez. She's. We know. Our, we know she, she's listening. She, always. But <laughs> how are you doing today, Chris? You know, I actually am pretty tired. I feel like I'm half dead. Oh, I love your pun so <laughs> much. Oh, hold on to your sides. I'll show myself. Good out. day. It's the only response I can give you. The audibly. <laughs> you can't flip me off. No, not right now. I will later. <laughs> All right. But yes, how are you doing, Joe? I'm great. You know, I was having a good time. Good day. And then I got all these puns. So I've been. It just got better. Yeah. Yeah. So much better. But it's been good. <laughs> been It's been a busy week already. It's only Tuesday for us. Yes. So shall we jump right into the news for for this week? Definitely. Oh, yeah. So it was a I'm excited to hear the first part. Well, so this is by no means like definite. It's a rumor. Yeah, it's a rumor. Someone supposedly like leaked this information, but on Sony's end there is some PS5 leaks. Supposedly, it's coming out next year and it's supposed to like they're saying it'll be either march or november my guess is november if it if these are actually accurate i would guess november um one of the biggest things with it is that it is supposed to cost five hundred dollars which is a hundred dollars more than what it cost the ps4 cost when it first released so we're like it's not the most expensive console ever because the PS5, the PS3, the, yeah, the PS3 released at six hundred dollars. Yeah, so I, I think that we're at a point though to where five hundred people won't gripe too much because if you think about it, the PS3 released at six hundred dollars, which was like nearly triple every console that that came out before it. Um, yeah, most were like two, between two hundred and three hundred dollars, and at the time, yeah, it was at triple the at least at double. least double. This is only a jump of a hundred dollars, like yeah, over the PS4, over the PS4. So I think people have gotten more used to the fact that these systems cost a lot, lot more now, and so there won't be as big of an outcry. Because honestly, I. Like just looking at the internet, it doesn't look like there's that big of an outcry from these leaks. Now, again, no. again, this isn't definite, but I I could see that it, it being five hundred dollars. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm excited with just all the with regard to those rumors that I hear that it's going to be like completely backwards compatible. Like if you put in a PS4 disc, PS3, PS2, and even an original PlayStation disc, it'll play anything, which would be a huge incentive for a lot of people that's like general like over a generation of people to you know to upgrade and get this ps5 whenever that inevitably launches um and like you said i think people are used to it now because if they don't get this i think people will save and then say hey you know what? i'll wait three four years and get like the ps5.5 yeah or like you know how the past two generations they've done like updated versions of it halfway through yeah but like if i remember correctly with the ps3 there they only the only redone version it had was the slim 
the slim. Yeah, that was PS2 of the same thing. Yeah, so it had, I think, just basically more storage. And it lost its backwards compatibility, but it didn't gain anything power-wise, if I'm not mistaken, for the PS3. The the yeah. 4 did gain, like, the, the Pro gained power. Yeah, the Pro versus the Slim. The Pro was trying to compete with the Xbox One X as opposed to the Xbox One S. Yeah. With the slim and, like, regular one just slim for a little cheaper. Yeah. But but this one supposedly is going to use um, one of, like, I think it's like a third-generation AMD graphics card, which doesn't doesn't surprise me. It's supposed to be good. Um, It's supposed to, like, the GPU is supposed to support ray tracing which is basically for vr which again doesn't surprise they're doubling me. down yep yeah. after their first like direct basically you could already tell that they were doubling down on vr so it, it's supposed to have ray tracing abilities it's supposed to be able to upscale to 8k if your tv supports that so yeah, which that's where they're all moving yep. anyways. So it's they're trying to future-proof it, make it last yes, a while. So, be, uh, so maybe instead of you having to buy that 4 or 5.5, you this is more future-proof. Uh, and it's, yeah, and if they lead with that too and say, hey, this is going to be the system for the generation, there won't be a, you know, any other updated iteration like it can go both ways it's a double-edged sword but at least if people know that going in like hey you know the past two generations or three generations of game systems they have like released it and then a few years later they release like an updated version and then they release the new one a few years after be like hey this way you're spending this much money up front and you're gonna have it for six to eight years yeah you know that makes it definitely more worth it up front yep and uh, you get all the early adopters. Oh, yeah. Now, I could see them releasing, at the very least, like a, a slim version of whatever the system is, because they do that with everything. They have to find a way to remarket yeah. it. But whether or not that they'll they'll make like a pro version of this, who knows? I mean, this is all new, but technology moves quickly, so all this becomes outdated almost the second it comes out anyway. But it also has apparently according to yeah. leaks, a two terabyte hard drive, which is good. It's kind of what you need with today's games, considering games are like 100 gigs a game. Yeah, they're getting more and more. Like, I think when the PS4 launched, I had like one or two games that were more than 30 gigabytes. And now it's, you know, there's some still some smaller ones, but any substantial game is going upwards of like, 60 gigs to over 100 gigs like you know red dead redemption 2 is over 100 yep. gigabytes it's like jesus so if you have like a two or five terabyte hard drive you're gonna be set for that whole time yeah and the two terabyte hard drive well is base minimum that's what they should have done and then i guess you could always get if you need more if you're that if the storage becomes that big of a problem you could get an external just yeah. Or you can probably, if they make it like the PS4 is, you can just switch out the hard drives. Either or. Yeah. Um, on Microsoft front, I saw, you know, this is hours ago. Uh-huh. There's rumored, they talked about the new iteration of the Xbox One, which is the diskless one. Like, they talked about two different models of the Xbox one. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially like a super charged up powered one, which would be like the Xbox one X pro or something like that. There's no names for them yet. And this one is a discless Xbox one S. So it's the slim Xbox one. So it's the standard Xbox one. It's, you know, without any of the issues from mm-hmm. day one, but it doesn't have a disc slot for a Blu-ray player, the games. So it's a completely digital download console so you just have to download the games on there it's rumored to have a terabyte hard drive 4k h ultra hd hdr um it's gonna include three games to start off the rumor it's you know sea of thieves forza and minecraft so that really hits on a wide variety of uh, players 
And the killer, the reason they're trying, you know, the price would be the whole reason they're doing the discless one is to cut down on price and compete with a lower market. Uh-huh. It's going to be under three hundred dollars. The rumored price is like two fifty to two sixty. How about two twenty two? Maybe when it's on sale. <laughs> yes, I'll buy it. <laughs> Black Friday bundle. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you know that's just a rumor right now, but we'll. But the oh, that's the other thing. The other the date, it could release in May, as in like six weeks, or at the latest. They have not done any advertising for it. That's. No, I don't agree with that part of the rumor. My guess is they'll release it around the time of E3 and talk about it. In you know, it's always mid June, and they just say, "Hey, here's our like discless one. Go buy it. It's super cheap compared to the other ones. So go do it do now." It. <laughs> yeah, and there's our one. In this oh, episode. there will be probably many. One yes, more. at least at least one more. <laughs> yes, uh, in Nintendo front, uh, you know. There's still the rumors of like the updated version of the Switch, like the mobile only Switch, probably similar to Microsoft, like a cheaper version of it, but it's only mobile. It won't have like a dock or things like yep. that, but we'll probably find out more closer to E3. Uh, something that definitely did come out that's not a rumor is there, they finally got into VR, kind of, just like Nintendo. <laughs> kind, kind of. of. <laughs> so they've released these Labo kits. They're like these cardboard. Mm-hmm cut out things and it's like part of the fun is like i've read some articles and it's like it's fun it's like parents building these with their kids and it's definitely designed for that like half the fun of it is like building it but once you hit like a lego set once you build it then it's like okay i mean then you get to play it and that's yeah. like but all of the v- the labo things so far have been like okay at worst and like good at best so they now are using that to go into vr and uh you put like the controller the whole like switch system in as like the goggles and you do the joy cons in like these uh cardboard hand things and you play um a couple games i think it's like five to ten like games kind of like a wii sports like mini game style but a little bit more than mini Uh games um and apparently of those that selection Half are really good, a handful are just okay, and one or two are just like awful, which sums up a lot of their, uh, like you know, when they do the multiplayer things like that. Like, some are really good in there, handful are just okay, and then there's like the ones you try once, and that's it. I'm surprised that there are, there's even more than half that are really good. I mean, that, yeah. And that's the thing. There, are, it's not like a full on, but that's most of the VR type of games. They're not long experiences. Correct. It's a lot of like you play these for anywhere from fifteen minutes chunks to a couple hours tops to like do the full completion. If it's a game like that, or just something fun, uh, because you are staring at something that's inches from your face. Oh yeah. So you know, it, you really only should play for like a half hour to an hour at a time with that. Um, but it's interesting. I, you know, I'd like to see if it, if it sells well, you know, they'll, they'll, they always do like weird creative things. So I always like to see what they come up with. So I hope it sells well. So they'll just keep toying around. I with mean, if stuff. there's one thing Nintendo is not shy about is that it's doing weird things that no one else is doing, whether it fails or not. Exactly. Yeah. And then they use like they, with the switch, now it's a huge success. And the Wii U was, you know, I was one of a couple hundred people, <laughs> but it was, that was, I like, I loved it. I still like break it out every once in a while, but the, you know, having that two screen experience and we would use it as like a TV remote and like have Netflix on it and all these different things. I loved it. Yeah. Um, well, but, someone has, yeah, to. they're always trying new things. Yeah. <laughs> so you're killing me. Okay. Joe. Stop it. No one likes. No one <laughs> likes. Transition. No one likes your puns. They don't even know what we're doing no. yet. We'll, we'll do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> that was three, Joe. Thank no, you. For I, the third. But that was my second, so it's all that matters. <sighs> yes. <laughs> anyway, we yes. are, if you can't tell by Chris's lovely puns, talking about zombies, zombies in video games, at like special modes with zombies, just 
whole game is based on zombies. Since Days Gone is coming out soon, we figured, you know, let's tr- go down memory lane and talk about like different games that featured zombies or some sort of mutated creatures heavily and talk about them and what we liked, what we didn't like about them and what how we think they are in video games. Yeah. Because you mentioned something earlier, which I didn't like before we were recording that I never even thought about is that it seems like the zombie craze has died down a lot because you were mentioning how a lot of the big zombie games were out last generation and not really this generation. Yeah, we have like we were making up a list of things to talk about, some to talk in detail, other ones just to like kind of touch upon. And that's only a small fraction of the like dozens, if not hundreds of zombie games out there. But a lot of the popular ones that we saw, like there were a lot on old systems like NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis. Hi, Tony. Uh, And then but last generation, I think part of it was there was that huge cultural phenomenon of The Walking Dead. So ever and that and like Zombieland and yeah, you know, there was just a huge shift into everyone was, you know, loving zombies. Yeah. Um, and especially from, yeah, from like 2007, 2008, that was around the start of last gen, like 360 PS3. Yeah. Pretty much through to the end of it was like this huge hype around it. And it's kind of died down since i think it's just because of zombie fatigue like everyone's just kind of sick about it and walking dead became so much shittier yeah (laughs) i heard this past season was actually like one of the best in a while but i was like best in years is like you know three or four years ago was when they killed Mm -hmm. glenn off that's how long ago that was and that was yeah Yeah, even before i was was, all right i'm like the prison like that a little bit after that and that and i was done i was getting I, yeah i think if i were to rewatch like the series it would just be like a season one two three a little yep. bit into four. Thought, like uh, the governor it, it like did. he was good it, that dragged on a little bit but after exactly. that exactly so i was like okay i can i can see it, it kind of correlates to how these these games yes. aren't these type of games aren't as popular anymore so but we could go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was going to say just, I'm going to start quickly just at the beginning. Uh, yeah. just quickly. Cause you know, we don't know that much about some of these games, but this for one of the earliest examples of a zombie video game was one of the earliest video game systems on the Atari 2600. So this game was called entombed and, <laughs> the player you're the player you know a little dot moving downward through a scrolling maze trying to get as far as possible while avoiding enemies and there's zombies mm-hmm. are some of them enemies and when i say zombies it was a lot like just these little well i mean it's the atari they were what terrible. do you expect <laughs> yeah but it did have a two-player mode which was cool uh because it not like mm-hmm. some games did have two player, but it was like alternating. This had two player that had uh, both players can be in the maze exploring at the same time. So it was like an early version of okay. what is like now Makes considered sense. couch co-op. Um, and then another early series from like uh, the NES was ghosts and goblins. I mean, it was an arcade title as well, but, it became popularized on the NES and the super NES with super ghosts and goblins. That's like one of, that was a really good, difficult <laughs> game. From the, uh, super I've heard about it. Um, oh, it's fun. Next time oh, we hang out, oh I'll break my. out the uh, super Nintendo classic yes. and we'll, we'll play it. It's, you know, it is tough as much of those older games were. They definitely, um, you know, cause they yeah. had to extend the play time. So, yeah, Ghosts and Goblins, that series. And they're still making, like, they're so, that went off in, like, you know, uh, different series, spinoffs. They even had, like, because there's a big Capcom thing. Uh, yeah. You know, what is it? Arthur from your favorite, favorite fighting game fighting of all time? Game of all time. That's 
Oh, God, yes. It's not my favorite fighting game of all time, but but continue. <laughs> yeah, I think Arthur is the knight in the um, in that game. He's from Ghosts okay. and Goblins. I, why does PlayStation All-Stars keep getting brought yeah, no, up? No, no, no. <laughs> Arthur... Yes, he was in that, and he was in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Oh, yeah, he, he's a little he was, like night he? dude. Yes, he's from Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, so, yes, your favorite game. Um, another early one that I liked when I was a kid was Zombies Ate My Neighbors. And I remember it was just like a uh, top down, walking around town, kind of like. Uh, Use power ups to fight and uh, like punch and kick like those arcade brawlers, uh, but you had it had puzzle elements to it yeah. as well, um, and it was funny like for a scary. It was so like if you see the uh, oh my gosh, the uh, cover art for this because like if you go back and look at the cover art for old video games, it had nothing no, to do with no, what was actually not. in the game, and this one was kind of close. It was like a cartoonish style, but the girl had a sideways baseball hat the boy had giant spiked up yellow hair 3d glasses a skull t-shirt uh god <laughs> yeah and it just looks like it's from like yes. the late 80s early 90s. retro it's not the font like everything it's retro ah, lovely look i like it yeah but yeah so those are some early games but i think it wasn't until like the PlayStation and N64 that we started getting some really good, like, Oh yeah. Games. I mean, that's when you got a lot of the, well, that is when you got 3d. So, so it gave mm-hmm. you more time or more ability to expand what you were doing. So one of my favorite yeah. series that came out was actually resident evil. I I've, I can't begin to tell you how many, hours I have played on different Resident Evil games because back in the day there my cousin and I my cousin loved Resident Evil absolutely loved it and we used to get up play Resident Evil some days and like like for most of the day she she was pregnant at, at like we were playing Resident Evil 5 and when she was pregnant all she wanted to do while I visited was play Resident Evil the entire day. And that's what we wound up doing. <laughs> but like Resident Evil is really cool because it gives you all these, like it gives you this bigger connected story throughout the series. And you have to figure out all these different mysteries about how these, these creatures are coming about what, what's happening, what company, like the company umbrella company. Umbrella yeah. Um, the umbrella cat. the umbrella company but yes the umbrella organization like they like what they were doing you got some of the coolest fights that i thought like in five resident evil five is probably the one i know best it's i I know it's not the best one it's ironic because that's the one that most people hate yep (laughs) <laughs> with five and six are like universally. Yes. Banned. Yes. I know. <laughs> I only, I know five the best because literally my cousin wanted to nonstop play it. She wanted to play it over and over. We played the mode to where you played and it was, if you got one shot, like hit once you died. So I became very good at that game. <laughs> um, but w- I loved Resident Evil 4 on the yeah. Wii. It was a port of the GameCube one, but it actually had like perfect motion controls and it just like fit perfectly. Yeah. That was another good one. I hope they remember that. Oh, they that. probably will. Five, 5 was I liked the Wesker basically in 5. Like the character of Wesker he his yeah. his fight was so annoying at points, but then he turns into this big mutated creature at the end, and then you wind up shooting him with rockets, and he's supposedly dead. Um, but that was that was fun. It gave you cre- like the series itself gave you creative things to fight against. So whether it was like 
fighting these super powered humans that turn into zombies fighting these like giant creatures or trying to like lure some of these bigger zombies into a place where you can kill them. It, it gave you strategy and it, it, some, some of them, the earlier ones were a little bit scary as a kid playing. So, but Oh yeah. I mean the later ones, no, they're not five was not scary. Six was not scary. I haven't played seven. Seven was good. I've heard. I, yeah, I got, I rented it actually from the library once and played and I was, like I couldn't play it because I was terrified. <laughs> it was for me one of the closer things to like a horror movie come to life. That ah, fucking zombie U for the Wii U scared the hell yeah. out of me, and that's all the time I'm <laughs> into that terrible game. But yes, and um, I also rented the Alien game that came out last gen, but it was remastered for this yeah. gen. Um, but that was a good like horror game but yes zombie wise yeah resident evil scary stuff sometimes but yeah that's pretty much and they just re-released resident evil yes they did as a a re-release and heard that was really good i want to try people really really liked it i haven't tried the the re-release but i definitely want to so i'm i'm excited for that um so Move past Resident Evil. And we picked this one game specifically because I think it was the first instance of it. But it, this, I think, helped to change uh, where things were going last generation. Yeah. So, Call of Duty, World at War. Not a zombie game, you think. <laughs> but they added the mode zombies and Nazi zombies. Yes. Because, hey, let's throw a new a horror mode in there. Let's double down on like the campiness. And people, it that came out around the same time as like Walking Dead was really hitting its stride. And it was just, you know, right place, every stars align, right place, right time. Yeah, that was like the mode to play. And what every game since has had a zombie mode, I think. Uh, uh, probably it's some coming I mean, probably i don't i can't guarantee it's every game but they've most of them have like and it's just yeah i know they alternate uh studios every three years so it's like you know they release world at war and then three years later they release their next game while another studio like the rotation is three different studios three different yeah. years but it's a big survival mode that you get to play with your friends and it's supposed to like try to scare the crap out of you and try to like make you think on your feet. And it became, it was big. It was just something fun to do that that you could just play with your friends with and try to kill like common enemies or see how long you could survive. Yeah. Um, so because of that, that just led into this, like I think onslaught of just, and not like there were a lot of games, but they weren't all bad. Like there were some really good ones left for dead and Left 4 Dead 2, Dead Rising. Uh, even, like, I remember Dead Island, I think was m- the most famous, like, the gameplay was okay, but it was most famous for that incredible reveal trailer where it played the ending and the beginning alternating. So the ending moved backwards and the beginning moved forward. So by the mi- the end of the trailer, you were at the middle of the story. Yeah. It was just really well done, really creative. And the graphics at the time were like lifelike. So it looked really cool. Yeah, that's true. The, the concept was, Hey, what if zombies were like on your resort Island? Like you couldn't get out and it was like contained and all this stuff. But yeah. So the concept was interesting gameplay. It was okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great though. Uh, And then you got like more obscure ones like plants versus zombies, which is a, still popular i think it's pretty i think it's popular like it's one of the games was free on playstation one month like plants vs zombies modern warfare or whatever like maybe garden warfare i think that's what it's called garden yes garden warfare yeah that's exactly what it was called yeah they made a sequel and i think that started it was like a mobile at first but then it became like now it's like a whole franchise um Yes, there was a wide variety of 
these games that just came out and, you know, and then it just became, oh, what's like, you know, hey, you like zombie games, which one is your favorite? And like everyone that played games that didn't mind a scary game had their own favorite one. I remember freshman year of college, one kid was like, Dead Rising is my franchise and someone else like, you know, a year or two later, it was like Dead Island is all I play. Yeah, I never, like, besides what, when I first started playing video games, I always was afraid of those type, type of games. Like, oh, Resident yes. Evil was the most I would go to, but, like, other games, like, other type of horror games, like Silent Hill and stuff like that, I barely wanted to touch because I was usually, I was a scaredy cat as a kid, and... I did not want to go near them, but they, yeah. they can be certain zombie games are fun just to like mindlessly mash it and kill, kill people. Like what was it? Was it dead rising where, where you just killed a whole bunch of dead them? rising was a horde in the mall yeah. and anything. The mechanic, the good mechanic there was anything could be used as a weapon and it, breaks in in time so that was a cool mechanic it was relatively new or it was at least polished enough that it would be like you go pick up a you know a chair and you can hit a couple zombies with that you pick up like a chainsaw and that'll last a long time yeah um, that, was got, that let you be and creative it, and like kill a bunch of things without like feel like feeling like you're killing humans you're just killing zombies yeah. And there's no necessary, not a lot of necessarily uh, jump scares. It was just more of like, hey, here's this like hack and slash, almost like a Dynasty Warriors type of game, like the the Japanese games where you're just killing waves of uh, oh enemies my. and they just put it in a mall and here you're just killing zombies. I forgot about Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yes. Oh my God. Um. So around that time, the game I could talk a lot about, I won't spend too much on it, but was a spinoff because all these games were having like zombie modes here and there, even games that weren't zombie games. So one of my favorite games from last generation was Red Dead Redemption. And I remember getting, I think I just got the regular edition and I played through it and loved it. And I saw they had this like whole expansion called Undead Nightmare. For like 10 bucks and it was like hey you get this whole story looking online they were saying like hey if you want to play just the story it's like another five six hours um if you want to do everything it's like 20 hours if you, like everything i was like sure that's awesome and it was so cool it like takes place in a slightly different reality, like instead of the ending of original Red Dead Redemption, it stops about a few missions back from the ending and then it goes on this like alternate timeline and they try to explain it. So there's a rational reason that the zombies are coming back and it's essentially um, someone did something in an Indian burial ground or Native, you know, Native American burial ground because this is like, you know, turn of the century west old west so it's like hey this and because of that and you had to do all this stuff to and fix everything so then all the zombies I, go i'm away. sorry the um, the terminology of saying a rational reason why the zombies are around <laughs> it's kind of if you played I mean, it joe you would I'm understand just, do you don't do you remember watching i play? i do but i'm just saying like <laughs> ra rational for zombies okay you, you believe what you want to believe. Put that as the title for this one. Rational oh zombies. Rational reasons that zombies that, are that, here. That's, is oh, the I was about to say that is a long title. That <laughs> Headline. Rational <laughs> reasons why zombies um, are here. Oh, no. <laughs> we predict. Yes. And then there was like cool collectibles, too, because you had horses in it. And one of the side missions involved unlocking different horses of the apocalypse. So you do these like four different mini campaigns to unlock a horse. And it was like each one actually had a gameplay mechanic. So like the coolest one for me, I remember was death. It was this like pure either white or black horse and anything that your horse trampled over instantly uh, died. Yes. So zombies just kind of roamed aimlessly. So you'd be, you know, 
trotting along through the desert and like zombies would come up and you know you'd fight them off or shoot them or something and but with that you'd just be galloping and you hear like and they all splat and like, oh no <laughs> yep, all zombies. So. Uh. <laughs> but the coolest part was if you did that there was this huge like pain in the ass but i of course did it because i loved it it was like you get all four horses of the apocalypse you get all the um like mythical creatures there was like the chupacabra bigfoot all these things you had to find and kill those ones and like keep them there's like a lot of them but if you did everything then somewhere in mexico you have to, it was like you were just going around fields and i remember doing this for probably hours just galloping around looking for this horse, hoping for it to spawn and show up was a unicorn. And I feel uh-huh. like you have to remember this because I was like doing this for hours, whatever yep. semester that was. Yeah, and I the think unicorn I do. just galloped around. It was a white unicorn, but it had rainbows coming out of its ass. Yeah. <laughs> but it had um like perfect stats or something like that. It didn't have like the bonuses of like the four horses, which I thought was kind of weird, but it was like an impervious horse and you're essentially indestructible on it. Yeah. That was awesome. And the story was fun. Um, I haven't gone back and played that again. I've played the original game again, but maybe someday I'll go back and replay that. I'm hoping at some point this year, they announce undead nightmare for the sequel, but we'll see. I, I, I'm sure that they will. Like, that was a big thing for Red Dead Redemption, the original. So I can't see them not doing it, honestly. Unless they really think the market's so dried up that people wouldn't buy it. But it's Red Dead Redemption. People, if you stick mostly anything on it, if you make a whole thing with unicorns on on Red Dead Redemption, I feel people will buy it. Exactly. (laughs) The unicorn edition. (laughs) Yes. But... Yeah, that's awesome. The the other one, like other games that we we have, and one that I know that I like a lot is Last of Us, which is frankly one of my all time favorite games. And it it was a big it was a big thing because like when Naughty Dog re- released the trailer, like people went crazy for it. I remember that like the day that they they released it people absolutely loved it and and the characters like joel and ellie were really good but then you had the the zombies or like the the infected really in there and that they were some you had variety with them and you had you had to go through different ways to to kill them so you had the the just the runners which were just the fast small zombies that were easy to kill with just regular weapons, but you had to like be able to shoot them because they were quick bloaters, which were the more heavy set um, type of infected that took a ton to kill. And then the clickers, which were probably the scariest part of the whole, whole damn thing, because you had to like, you couldn't one-on-one fight them obviously. And they use sound to, to catch you. So you had to be stealthful and either if you had shanks free to you and, and you were able to kill them, like get, get to them and shank them to death, or you had to somehow maneuver out of the place that you were in away from them the whole time, listening to them, like do this creepy clicking sound, trying to find you. And it scared always like drove my anxiety on edge. I'm like, I'm going to get caught because when they catch you, they like, yeah, yeah, they bite your neck and like take out all your, your insides. (laughs) But I love that game. It's so good. I know. Are you pre-ordering or maybe not pre-ordering, but getting, I am a hundred percent getting the last of us Two, the day it comes out. I just have to wait for when that day is. <laughs> yeah. when I'm sure that'll be, we'll get the release date at E3 and it'll be like November, September, sometime this fall. Yeah. Oh, I'm ex- It'll be the big Christmas game for some. I'm expecting that. I'm hopeful that it's good, but I don't see Naughty Dog releasing the game if it's poor. 
Because they said, like, when they first ended Last of Us, they're like, we're not going to release a second one unless we have a reason to. And if they... So far, the story seems good. Yeah. I'm I'm interested in what they're going to do and how they're going to handle Ellie and all that. And I, just to see what the new zombies are going to be like. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be good. I know the currently the big thing coming out is Days Gone. Um, I know we probably both have as much knowledge on it as like the other. Um, uh huh. Yeah, I, you know what? More recently, it's you know it's like a zombie biker gang type of game, and the more I see it, the more it looks pretty good. And you know, honestly, I'm sure it's going to come out. It'll be a good game, not like a perfect game, but just a good game. The mechanics of like the zombies using them almost as like a weapon, like a World War Z. I think that's what it was like a horde of zombies just running through and you use them to your advantage uh, or you try to is, is a good con, you know, a good concept. But uh, I think it's just like, I remember when they released the trailer and this was like two or th- two years ago, I think maybe three and everyone's just like, ah, another zombie. Like we're just done now. So they need, it needs to be good for it to sell because you know, I think after Last of Us Part Two, unless they warrant a sequel again, we're gonna see just this <laughs> temporarily uh, temporary dry up of zombies. Yeah, besides games. like the Call of Duty modes, yeah, you're you're yeah. gonna get like full fledged games. I I can't see them doing much more either. Like it looks like Days Days Gone looks gr- good graphically. It's just it's just that feeling of like. Oh, I have to fight another horde of zombies again. And this is another story about the end of the world and how everyone's infected. And uh, it's something I've heard like 10 different times. And I'm sure a game has done it 10 times better. Yeah. So. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how it goes and what their long term game is. Yeah. Like, are they just going to release the game? Are they going to do like DLC or like something to keep it going? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm hopeful it's good. I mean, I never want there to be a bad game, but we'll have to see. Yeah. Oh, one thing that I skipped over, but you know what? I think it's good because um, it's it was one of my favorite games last generation, and it was remastered for this generation. There's so much behind the scenes stuff with the company, but I have to obviously talk about Walking Dead in an episode about zombies. Uh, you know, we in our storytelling episode, I talked about, like, you know, I really liked all of Telltale's games. Yes, like, some of the stuff got repetitive, but it was all basically story-driven of you got to pick how your game is going to end. And I always loved that. Um, some things, like, you know, got repetitive, even in that, like, the ending, some people would say, like, oh, the end doesn't, you know, your choices don't matter too much. Um Cause you're going to get one of like a few different endings, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I still remember the first like season one walking dead, the video game, five episodes, um, the story of Clem Clementine and Lee was just, you know, so good. Um, you know, Clem, she loses her parents. She's living by herself. And then Lee an escaped, not not full, he's not convicted yet but he's like on his way to be sentenced to or uh, to jail yeah. because he's uh, convicted of murdering his wife and her lover cuz she was having an affair and you kind of figure out some things based on dialogue choices that like whether or not he actually did it or you know but you get this father daughter father figure for this girl his daughter figure for this guy who never had any kids and you build it up over the span of like six to eight hours, like in a little mini season. And it was so well done. You guess you had to make all these choices about how you join a group and how you proceed from there. And it takes place over a couple like weeks to months. And there were some like really messed up decisions. Another kid gets bit and you have to uh, either save him uh, mm-hmm. or have his dad kill him. Like you could shoot him. You can leave him. You can have his dad kill him. But then no matter what you choose, kind of essentially, then you have that choice. But then the mom's like, I'll do it. And then she goes in the woods. She can't do it. So she kills herself. And it was so dark. I was like, oh, my God. 
It's so uh, sad. And then you still had to go and kill him because the sun turns. Um, and it wasn't like a lot of jump scares or things like that necessarily. A couple, maybe like one an episode or something. But yeah, the main focus was on Clem and Lee. And spoilers for the end of the first season, like Lee gets bit at the end of episode four. So you're like, how is he going to survive this one? How is he like, what's he going to do? Um, and I believe you could chop off your hand or something like that. But no matter, it's like too late. Um and mm-hmm. the choices you make make the last episode easier or harder, depending on how many people you've saved, because so many problems come up and it's like you can do it basically by yourself or with as many people as you kind of helped along the way. Um, yeah. And you finally get someone kidnaps Clem and you go back, you confront the person that stole her. It's you and her. You're getting really sick. You get into like this, like abandoned garage and, uh, then you have to like have the most heartbreaking conversation in the whole damn game <laughs> of like, you're dying. You need to convince Clem to shoot you. And she's crying. She's, you know, an eight year old girl. And it was yep. so, I'm like, man, why can't like if the walking dead did like, Hey, here's a mini series, just essentially walking dead season one, the game as like an eight episode mini series. I'd be like, that's so <laughs> good. Um, and then, yeah. And then it's like, you can kill and it's your choice. You can shoot him or you, don't um the series as a whole has gone on focusing on clem season two is her like a couple years later like 10 or 11 she's a lot more rugged like you know take able to take care of herself the third season introduces a different character completely but then clem's like intertwined to that um she takes over as a mother role because a friend of theirs has a baby and the parents both die, so she takes over the baby. Baby gets stolen. The newest season, which is the one that, like, they did two episodes, and then the whole uh, company got closed down. Um, but then Robert Kirkman, who wrote all the comics, he um, his company stepped up and said, hey, we'll finish the last two episodes of this with most of the original staff, which was nice. Um, so I think, I don't remember if the finale came out yet or if it's coming out soon, but yeah, it's definitely, they said closing the whole story and bringing it full circle. And that was a similar one. Season one of walking dead came out during season two or season three of the actual show. And, uh, the fact that, you know, that just had so much hype and then it won a bunch of awards like game of the year because it was so innovative and all this stuff. So, you know, that's when I go back every once in a while, probably every two or three years yeah, and like replay that's season awesome. one, just because it's so well done. So, well, that was all, yeah, a little depressing. Let's end on a fun note, Joe. Yes, because that's all, like, that's all the major zombie games that Chris and I found that were probably the most notable. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's obviously millions of others. Or thousands. I, I don't know about million. Millions. Thousands. But yes. Millions. But thousands of millions. Thousands of millions. Every game ever <laughs> is actually a zombie game. When you die, you come back yes. as a zombie. Every game. This especially Mario. Every game. Every oh. Yeah. I mean Ma- Mario's been a zombie this entire He's time. God. <laughs> it just keeps oh, <laughs> oh my oh god but yeah so that's all the major ones that chris and i found that we wanted to talk about there's obviously a lot more so if there's anything that you want to talk about just feel free to message us but we're going to get into the fun like a little fun part at the end that we wanted to do which was we were basically with all the like the different we're zombie modes in different games. Yeah, so we're going to make a zombie mode or a full-fledged zombie game just for the fun of it. So we'll see how they how how they turn out at least. So who who gets to go first this time? It can be either or. Okay, fine. I'll just start. <laughs> um. So I came up with, and this is something <laughs> silly, but I thought it would be funny. Um, so I was like, okay, what's been done? Be, like, what's been done? 
zombies are big in shooting games or big in survival games, whatever. But how many zombies do you see oh, in God. sports games? Oh, that'd be cool. Yes. So we are doing NBA 2Z 19, I guess, at this point. 20, 19 or 2K, 20, whichever. 2K 20. It's a 20, whole. 20. Yeah, so 2Z 20. Yes, 2Z 20. Because you have to have. Mm-hmm. Z is for zombie, Chris. It's okay. But anyway, what? why I chose an NBA game as opposed to like the NFL or something like that is because there are so many opportunities you can have with, with this, like with an NF or or sorry, with an NBA style game with zombies. So your play style, like you, you can make this to where you're playing a regular game of basketball. And there are a couple of ways that you can do this. You, they can, everyone starts out as zombies right from the beginning, or there is one player on, on a team that's infected that <laughs> you have the ability to affect other players at, at, as you're going on with the game. I've thought about this a little much, I guess, but so when, when everyone, when someone is infected, I should say, they have the ability to lose parts. It, they're zombies. They're rotting, basically. So why not make an NBA game to where your your character only has <laughs> one hand to shoot with? Or they or they lost a leg and you have to go hopping around with one leg trying to shoot it. And then you can do random funny things like they do yes. in um backyard basketball where where you just like you like if you lose a leg for example someone else can gra- grab it and chuck it at the other players oh or something gosh. like that, that yeah yes. backyard baseball God, yes. yeah yeah so you can make it like all sorts of silly things like if they, they can lose like an eye and like your character suddenly is terrible at dribbling but it, there's so many possibilities with it and I, I prefer the mode to where you're you have one person as a zombie, and then as the game goes on, they infect people, and then it just makes the game more silly because as you go on, your characters lose more parts. It becomes harder; it actually becomes harder to score as you go on, and you get to do all these random Throwing things your like head chucking someone's net. head or something <laughs> at like you could. Yeah, you jump up. You could do a dunk with with your head the person's head. The- you get extra <laughs> points. That's gross. <laughs> yes, yes. And think of all the characters that you could have as to zombies. Like, new, like some big guy, pop, like Shaq now, like Steph Curry, could be like it jumps up, <laughs> and his feet are off. Yes, like and it's a good way to like just like poke fun at some of them. And, and all that stuff. And I think it would be a great experience. It would relive some of that backyard, like, like sports games and, and just even the silly, like uh, NBA jam, things like that from the 90s. Yeah. Cause I think like the serious games, like they're okay, but I like something silly every once in a while. And I think that would be I good. Bet. Yeah. That's I would I would like to play that. <laughs> Mine is for a future game. So first, it's kind of a double wish list because it's the game isn't even announced yet. But <laughs> okay, so the game would be the rumored Rocksteady next Arkham game, which wouldn't be a full Arkham like just Batman focused game. It's a whole Justice League or at least a Superman Batman team up game. Um. So the zombie thing would be a spinoff in the same vein as Undead Nightmare in that it would be a storyline, several hours, completely like at some point unrelated, like it ties in at some point to the story and then just kind of deviates and goes off on its own. Yeah. Um, But then it becomes a zombie game. 
So you're doing all this stuff and then it's like, oh, this whole little like side mission opens up and it's like, bam, you got like this year they're releasing a mini series called uh, Deceased. So DC and then like Ceased. Yeah. So it's all that. But it's a global apocalypse caused by um, who is it? Darkseid and his new like... um, you know, Gizmo infects, they said, they're quoted as his techno-organic virus infects the world's networks and spreads to some 600 million people through anything with a screen. Um, yeah, uh-huh. those affected try removing the virus from their minds by scratching and ripping at their own flesh, but once the virus takes hold, they essentially become a rage zombie. So that would be fun, I think, from that perspective of, even if it is Batman and Superman, um, you know, and if they're pl- if they took that story specifically, or one of the other zombie related like stories they've done in DC, but if they do that one, I like the fact that then essentially it's hey, it's caused by uh, the screens. Batman is like you know he uses so many different pieces of technology, he starts becoming infected and has to like kind of fight through it, or he has to remove and he's handicapped because now he's just like he's down half of his tech. So mm-hmm. he can't use any screens. Superman's still set, but um, you know you can have you can change something in the story to kind of make him not just straight impervious. He's slowly being affected by it, becoming weaker and weaker as the story progresses, or something like that. Um, yeah. And it all culminates in essentially just a weakened Superman and Batman and whoever else in the Justice League, depending on how many characters are in this. All are fighting Dark Side, and it's a uh, you know definitely a difficult battle because they're fighting like with both hands tied behind their back or they actually do become infected and still in their infected they still have some bit of themselves and that they they're fighting him as zombies um oh, that'd be i cool. think that would be awesome that would be really and like cool. a little four to six hour story that'd be awesome i would i would enjoy that Imagine Batman ripping his arm off and throwing it like a batarang <laughs> and it comes back. <laughs> just just sharp, sharpens his arm up a little bit. I'm Batman. I'm a bat. <laughs> and throws his I'm arm. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, and he that, says it every time. Yes, he must. Oh, I would love <laughs> yeah, that. And so that mode, like the actual game. So Kevin Conroy's voiced him in everything, every major thing. Um, Every, you know, the Arkham games, except for Arkham Origins, but the animated series, he's voiced him. He's the voice of Batman to a lot of people. And I think he should be the voice of Batman in the main story. And they either use him or, um, oh my gosh, the comedian who has his own late show uh, on TBS. He did those Batman videos from College Humor. Oh, yes. I would love it if he did. But it's like, it could be Kevin Conroy at first, but as he gets like infected. Then it just becomes that act that. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Sign. He's just like, yes. This bag uh, of steel cut oats. <laughs> yes, it has to do it. You have to do it. Oh, that'd be so great. But. Yeah, I th- Pete. Holmes. Oh, there you go. There it is. So Pete Holmes, it becomes he slowly turns into Pete Holmes Batman, and that would be just so good. So first that game has to be announced, and then the zombie mode has to be announced. Yeah, I'm. Oh, well, the the game will be announced. I'm sure. I I, I don't know about the zombie mode, but maybe maybe they'll do it. You never know. Yes, but uh, excellent. But that, yeah, I think that's it then for us. That, yeah. that was fun. So, yeah hope you guys liked listening to it let us know you know always follow us like share subscribe send us a message on facebook and instagram at nuts podcast 22 or twitter at nuts podcast one email us at nuts podcast 22 at gmail.com we've gotten some interesting emails and i like responding to them so please send us what you any questions you have as we're nuts yeah (laughs) yes but yeah, really appreciate it. Definitely, if you got something to say, message us. Say it to my face. Oh, um, <laughs> if you're somehow capable of finding me and you, and you don't know me, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Joe, like, oh, no. No, please. Please don't find me. Don't. Don't. <laughs> but anyway, 
Um, again, thank you all for listening. Hope you had a fun time. Last thing, my name's Joe. I'm Chris. Stay naughty.